Hey everybody, welcome to Hearts of Men podcast. It is a Tuesday, October the 11th. Fall is in the air and I'm wondering what it's like where you are. Hey, it's really good to be back. I'm sorry I wasn't able to bring an episode last week, but we are back today and with a special request episode on being single and is it a gift or a curse? (laughs) We're going to dive into that today. I'm going to talk a bit about my journey, talk a bit about what that might mean if you happen to be a single man waiting, wondering, wanting to be married or to be with someone. So, let us dive right in. All right, guys. So, sometimes when I am recording episodes, we talk a lot about being open, being vulnerable, being transparent about our journeys, about our search for authentic manhood. And, you know, I'm oftentimes talking to fathers, we're talking to husbands. Our last couple episodes had to do with intentional fathering, the whole role of helping define our kids, define our sons, specifically preparing them for manhood. You know, and I just want to say that this episode, even though it'll focus more maybe on single people, that if you are single and I hope you listen to the other episodes that are geared towards married people, that are geared towards husbands and fathers, because it is great resource, a great resource for you to be somebody as a single person, especially if you desire to be married at some point, that if you would study to show yourself approved, if you would prepare yourself by gaining knowledge, gaining wisdom, gaining insight into what is important and what are the things that you will want to have in your heart, in your mind, in your life. Um as you're in that waiting, wanting, wondering season. So we're going to talk. I had a friend recently. I was asking him for feedback on the podcast, and he is a single man, um, probably 28 or 29. And he was saying, hey, I would love it if you would talk a bit about being single and what and how uh, we should position ourselves, especially those of us that want to be married but have not found that special one yet. How can we make the most of our singlehood? And I thought, man, that's a great question. That is a great um, source, uh, a great place to to jump right in on this particular episode. And let's talk about it. Let's look at that again when we are talking about manhood you know, authentic manhood, we are approaching it primarily from a biblical perspective. I often say that Jesus is the ultimate man, the ultimate definition of manhood, one who is strong, one who is also humble, someone who is confident, someone who is assertive, someone who takes action, 
someone who loves all of these things that we see in Jesus are the ultimate defining traits of true manhood, in my opinion and in my perspective. So you might be coming from a different opinion and a different perspective, and that is okay. If you're listening, I hope there is something that you can take away, even if you have a different perspective or opinion or a different worldview. All right. So I think the place to begin that conversation for me would be a bit of my own story, a bit of my own journey as a young man. I still consider myself relatively young at 46, but we need to go back maybe all the way till 2021. And I was in college, freshman, sophomore year. I was in a relationship for those two years with a girl that was two years older than me. And in my definition at the time, I was in love and I wanted to marry this person. So I thought at the time because I was in love. And at the end of my sophomore year, she was graduating and she actually had wanted a conversation with me. I thought the conversation was going to be, hey, I'm graduating. You have a couple more years, but I can't wait till we can get married. And instead she said, I think we need to break up. I'm moving on. I don't think this is God. And so, see ya. (laughs) And for my 21-year-old heart, obviously I was devastated. Obviously I was broken. Obviously I thought I was in love and I thought it was the right thing to do, you know, to get married at a relatively early age. But I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful. How many of you know that hindsight is an incredible gift, something that only experience can teach you? Unfortunately, in some ways, nonetheless, (laughs) you will only get to see as you make wise decisions and hopefully years down the road, don't regret decisions that were potentially made in haste will usually have some consequences. So um, at that point, I was single my junior and senior year, and because of the pain and the level of brokenness that I felt, I said, you know what, I'm not going to date. I'm just going to ride out the rest of my college career as a single person. And I'm so glad that I made that decision, even though after, you know, six months to a year, of course, I had some feelings or, you know, some attraction to other females but I had made the decision that I'm, I'm, I want to be single. I think I need to learn some things. I think I need to grow in some things. What I came to realize is that, you know what? I wasn't really in love with how I understand being in love or what love really is now. Um, and I wasn't really prepared emotionally, spiritually, mentally to be a husband, to commit at that level. And so I actually had another five, six years where I did not really date, that I just honestly began to pursue God at a deeper 
level. And I wanted to find out who, who I was, my true identity. And I went on a quest, went on a journey, traveled, uh, moved to a different city, and began to just pursue understanding a bit more about who God made me to be, what's in my heart, what I'm passionate about, et cetera, et cetera. So I am so grateful for my single years. I'm so thankful, looking back, the fact that I had a few more years to grow up. And so wherever you're at today, if you're 20 years old listening, or if you're 25, you might be 35, 45. You might have been waiting for a long time and just have not found the right one. I recognize that there are various degrees of singlehood. There are various places that you might find yourself in. Some voluntary, some involuntary, some by choice, some by force, meaning that you've wanted to be married for years, but you aren't finding or haven't found or someone's rejected you that you did love or wanted to be with. So I honor each of you, no matter where you find yourself, because it is challenging. It is absolutely challenging to wait. It's challenging to do it the right way. Um, so hats off to you, wherever you're at in that process. But the question is, being single a gift, is it something that is just as important as being married? Is it beneficial? How can you be content? How can you be happy? How can you be joyful in the waiting if you're someone that wants to be married and you find yourself waiting and waiting Waiting gets old. Let's just be honest. Waiting gets old. It says in the Proverbs that hope deferred makes a heart sick, right? So if you really want to be married, uh, if you really want to have a partner, but for whatever reason, do not and have not, then that hope deferred or delayed ultimately causes your heart to feel sick. It causes your heart to feel down or depressed. But then it says a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So those of you that have waited, <laughs> those of you that remember what it was like going through that season, and then you finally found the one that you were looking for, and then you got married and in love and all these things, and you said, the waiting is over. Finally, it's over. Praise God, it's over. <laughs> but to those that are single right now, I want to say that you can really utilize this time in a lot of different ways. Rather than sitting around moping or sitting around complaining or sitting around feeling depressed, I want to tell you that actually being single is as great of a gift as being married. They, It's not like marriage is way up here and being single is way down here. If you can picture a teeter-totter or a balance scale, being in the middle to where each of those are on the same level, the same weight, I think it would be accurate to say that a lot of men, that maybe the majority of men would desire, I believe that were created back in Genesis 1, God created Adam, 
And then he said, you know what, Adam, dude, you're awesome, but it's not good for you to be alone. So I'm going to make you a suitable helper. I'm going to put you to sleep. I'm going to knock you out for a bit. I'm going to take a rib out of you, and we're going to form a woman. Whoa. And when Adam woke up, it was a whoa, amazing, beautiful. We're both naked. We're not ashamed. There's no lust. There's nothing to be ashamed about. It's just absolute beauty and absolute fulfillment, absolute pleasure, because that's what life was like before the fall. Life was like without sin. But in being made in God's image, so most, the majority of men will desire to have sex or will desire to have a partner, will desire to have a wife and a family, even if you're afraid of commitment, even if you're afraid of parenting because of your experience or your circumstance, it usually is something that the majority of men desire. And so you find yourself in this tug of war of, I desire, I long for it, you know, and then, you know what? Life's easier without the relational conflict, without the relational energy it takes to work on a marriage or work on a relationship, right? It's just life is more selfish when you're alone, when you're single. You can do whatever you want. You can go wherever you want. No one's telling you to be home at a certain time, right? You just don't have that accountability. You can pretty much get up and go and do what you want. And so, it is a collision course for many that have lived that way as a single person and have actually enjoyed that, that when they do get married, it is like two rhinos colliding, <laughs> two cars colliding. And it definitely takes serious energy, time, money, commitment to work out, to figure out how to dance together, right? So I do believe that being single is a gift for some. I do believe that it can be some of your best days, some of your best times in life. If you are a follower of Jesus, like myself, if you are a disciple of Christ, and your worldview hinges on your Creator, your original design as a man, and you understand what it means to be a man, you understand what it means to be created in his image for a purpose, then I think that when you're single in that understanding that you can use it for God's glory, you can use it in so many ways to impact a lot of people. You can you can even walk in purity. Yes, it's an incredible battle. It's the generation we live in with everything that's available on a smartphone at the fingertip. To stay pure, to walk in that is difficult, but it is absolutely possible and attainable. And it's something where a single person can actually walk an incredible intimate relationship with Christ, right? An incredible intimate relationship with God. You can be used in the kingdom. You know, Paul in the Bible was single. He said, you know, it's better to be single. But if you burn, in other words, if you're seriously wanting to have sex, if you're seriously longing for that kind of intimate connection, then you know what? It's better that you get married. But don't just get married to anybody. Um, yeah. Because sex is great, but it doesn't last that long. So, it is an incredible gift 
if you can have the right perspective and you can see yourself as bringing good into the world, into your community, you can see yourself as making a difference of being somebody who is able to bring change, is able to impact people's lives in a greater way. You can see it as a season, a time to prepare, a time to learn as much as you can learn, a time to gain knowledge, gain understanding, gain wisdom, gain insight. I think absolutely, absolutely, it is a gift. Let's take a quick break and we will continue this episode on singlehood. Hey guys, I want to give a shout out to Aaron Holtz Custom Homes. If you are looking to build a new home, then you need to reach out to Luke Aaron Holtz, a personal friend at Aaron Holtz Custom Homes. It's actually Aaron Holtz, A-H-R-E-N-H-O-L-T-Z, homes.com. One-of-a-kind home with incredibly caring service, and they will walk you, they will walk with you the whole way, and you can have peace of mind that you'll end up with a incredibly uniquely built, beautiful custom home. So, you need to check out Aaron Holtz custom homes and remodeling they do all kinds of things um this guy knows his stuff so i just encourage you guys to go there pass it on if you're in northwest arkansas and you're looking to build a new home aaron holtz custom homes thank you all right we're back and we're talking about being single and if that is a gift or a curse And of course, from my perspective, it is a gift. But with all gifts, there does come a degree of responsibility, a degree of caution, a degree of wisdom, and how you utilize the gift, right? And I believe that if you are a single person, and again, you're someone who is desiring to use your singleness for good and you're not someone who's out there taking advantage of as many women as you can or sleeping around but you're a man of integrity you're a man of the ring a man of covenant i can go into a whole nother episode on covenant the importance of covenant what that means and thank you for asking because I will do an episode on that. There is a right way to handle your singleness, and I'm sure there's many wrong ways. In the right sense, in the right context, if you understand that you're created for a purpose, and you understand that your manhood, that even your singleness, has a season and a purpose and a reason for it, then it can be one of the most beautiful, fruitful seasons of your life. And so I just want to encourage you that if you're in that place, wherever you find yourself, you're tired of waiting, you've been in a number of relationships, you might even be divorced or you've tried being married and you find yourself single again, or you've never been in a relationship, not even once, no matter what age you are at, maybe step back and ask yourself, 
what good can come out of this time, this season of being single? And maybe get a pen and a paper and just jot down some positive things, some some good things that could come out of this. Maybe it's launching a new career. Maybe it's going back to school. Maybe it is doing something that you've always wanted to do, traveling the world, going into missions, you know, whatever it might be. There is a way as a single man to manage your passions, to manage your sexuality. You don't have to compromise just because we live in a hyper-sexualized culture. You don't have to give yourself away just because you're impatient. There is, in my estimation, no greater example than a single man who is walking in purity, that is walking in holiness, that is walking in honor. The world does not know what to do with that. But if you are a follower of Christ, if you are someone who has put your trust ultimately in the God of the Bible, then there is a prescribed way that is good for you. There is a prescribed way that is best for you to follow. You're not your own master. You were created for purpose. You were created for a partner. There's a handful probably that aren't. There's a handful that actually have a gift of being single for the rest of their lives. They're content. They're happy with that. They don't want to be married. But the majority of us want to be married. We want to have that soulmate, that lifelong partner to do life together, to start a family. But there's also a high degree of divorce in our culture. There's a high degree of divorce in the church even. So we got to step back and go, you know what? If I'm single and the divorce rate is over 50% of even people that consider themselves Christians, people that are supposed to be covenant people, covenanted meaning that once they're married that they'll never get divorced unless there's unfaithfulness, unless there's death, obviously unless there's abuse and there's other things that definitely warrant being separated. And if help is not, if one individual does not want to get help and is not willing to change, then that could lead ultimately to divorce. But I believe that a marriage, if you find yourself in a marriage in the midst of a broken society, a broken culture, a broken understanding of what it means to have a healthy marriage, then we have to fight in our singlehood. We have to fight in those times to actually prepare ourselves, to actually be vigilant, to be learners, to be students. And everything that you do day to day as a single person, ultimately even has ramifications for when you are married. So I want to encourage you where you find yourself right now that it is a gift to you. Use it for good. Use it to impact someone's life. Use it to do something extravagant, something radical. Use it not for selfishness, but use it for selflessness. Use it to serve. Use it to bless. Use it for the benefit of others. Use it for the glory of God. It says, whatever you do, do all things for the glory of God. So you can be single and you can be joyful. Those two can go together. 
at the same time, will at the same time be longing for a partner, will at the same time be wanting, desiring, and that is absolutely normal. There's a way to manage our desire like there's a way to manage your appetite, right? If you don't want to be obese, if you don't want to be fat, then you're not just going to eat Twinkies every time you feel hungry. You're not going to eat Twinkies for breakfast, morning, and dinner, or otherwise it's going to get out of control. So there's a way to manage your desire for sex as a man, your desire for intimate connection. I feel like one of the ways to do it is to be honest with God when you're in that place where you're feeling lonely, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling frustrated. Don't resort to the flesh. Don't resort to things that will be ultimately hurtful or harmful to you, but rather go straight to the one that made you, the one that created your emotions, the one that created your body, the one that created your sexuality. Tell them how you feel. Tell them what you want. We're created ultimately for that kind of intimate connection with the Creator, with God Himself, through Christ and the Holy Spirit. That's what we're created for. That's what we're made for. Marriage is ultimately a picture of Christ and the church, Jesus and the bride, right? And so ultimately, God's heart is that we would be married to Him, not in the same context, obviously, that we think of a earthly marriage, but a heavenly one, one that is absolutely pure, one that is absolutely perfect connection with the Creator that was destined to be our inheritance and our portion. So, it is not a curse. You can make it a curse. You can disdain it. You can be frustrated. You can choose to hate it. And that is your choice. If that's the way you choose, then obviously it will become a curse and will become something where you become bitter and not better, where you haven't done anything to prepare yourself. Who would want to marry a bitter person? So if you're out there resentful, you're bitter, you're mad, the girl's not saying yes, man, quit worrying about that. No one wants to be with a bitter person or even a person that just wants to have sex because you're burning and you can't control yourself. You know, women want way more than sex. That's very little of what they want and what they need. They want someone who's a strong leader, who's going to connect with them emotionally, who's going to protect them, who's going to be able to surround them, who's going to be able to lead a family and provide for them. This is what they want. Yes, they want babies, obviously. And on occasion, they will have a desire to have sex. But that is a small part of the whole picture. And don't let that control you. Don't let that thing be the reason or the primary reason you allow yourself to be in depression or resentful or bitter because God hasn't brought your suitable partner yet. Maybe it's because you're not ready for one. <laughs> Maybe it's because you've been complaining or griping and like the children of Israel, you can go around that desert as many times for as many months and as many years as you like. Wow. Bingo! Boop. Nail on the head. All right. So wherever you find yourself, single person or dad who has kids, kids that are teenagers, kids that are adults, you can speak into their life about this. You can encourage them. You can challenge them how to walk out their singlehood in a way that is both honoring and glorifying to God in a way that is both fruitful and productive to society and people around them that they can encourage, that they can bring hope to, 
that they can make a difference in somebody's life. I want to encourage you that if you're in that place, be patient. Be passionate about God, about knowing Him, about truth. Be persistent in learning, in understanding who you are, both your strengths and weaknesses, your brokenness. Work on those things. So patient, passionate, persistent, and prepared, ultimately. Be prepared. Prepare yourself, not just for the day when you meet your girlfriend who ultimately becomes your wife, but be prepared to be a part of the bigger story, the bigger narrative, the eternal story, the eternal narrative, the impact that you can have on the world around you for good, for eternity. Think about those things. So I leave you with that. I challenge you with that. I applaud you. If you are in that season, I'm standing with you. I've been there. I understand what it feels like. And I'm also on the other side where I can now say that being married is an incredible gift, but so is being single in that season. That's also an incredible gift. And I don't honestly say one is better than the other. It all depends on your situation and your scenario. It can be incredibly fruitful in both ways. All right. Yes, it says to be fruitful and multiply. And that is a noble thing to do. But you can be fruitful and multiply as a single person, not in that context of having sex to have children, but you can be fruitful in other ways and you can multiply your time, your energy, your resources to bless people around you, to encourage people around you, to speak into people's lives, to offer hope. And boy, do we need some hope in the times that we are living in. This is Hearts of Men. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this blesses you and have a great rest of your day. Mm -hmm.